0: It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under $100 to the bestsellers on mom's most wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com.
1: We are once again proud to be sponsored by P.E. Passport. And this week we are going to talk about their personal challenges. There are 15 challenges available online through the Passport account. They are recordable and trackable across the school. With the ability to create leaderboards, all the challenges come with instructional videos. Challenges include keepy-uppies, throwing and catching, and physical activity challenges. Ideal to do is intra-school competitions. So, to find out more, head to primarypepassport.co.uk. Make sure you use the discount code Two Mister P's to get ten percent off. Hello, and welcome to another special edition of Two Mister P's and a podcast with me, Mister P, and the other Mister P. And we are back for another one of our chinwag sessions, and we are delighted to welcome the author of the Five Minute Mum series, Daisy Upton. Welcome, Daisy. How are you doing?
2: Hello. Thanks very much for having me. I am good. Loving the sunshine. Loving the kids being back in school, so I can actually do all the stuff that I couldn't do for two weeks while they were off. <laughs> yeah. So um, life is life is back to normal at the moment as well as normal as it can be at the moment. So that's as been normal nice. As it can
1: be, yeah. I mean the first question we ask, uh, even though we are still we're sort of coming out of the other side of it, but um, how has the whole sort of past year of lockdown one, two and three treated you? How's it been for you?
2: Well, it's been a really weird sort of fifty-fifty split for me because obviously um, you know, kids being home suddenly uh was just, you know, chaos <laughs> like for every parent. <laughs> and even though, you know, I've had uh um, experience as a teaching assistant and teaching the exact year that Ewan was in um I still was like oh my goodness I can't teach this one child when I've got a toddler running around as well and it's just I've got to cook all the meals and I've got to clean up I'm the caretaker I'm the cook I'm everything at once and I found it just you know just as difficult as I think most parents are um And so that side of things has been really difficult and lots of juggling, but professionally, obviously (laughs) my book came out uh, a month before we went into lockdown. And so my first book, so, um, and it just went crazy. I was, you know, on every radio station, in every paper, you know, on every, you know, I, I got a TV interview on the news and it just went crazy. So, yeah. and obviously, you know, loads of people were playing my games and I was sort of able to help out people through Instagram, through the stuff I was doing. So, on well, that side was amazing and brilliant and wonderful in this weird kind of strange way. And then on the other side, I was sort of the same as everybody else and feeling incredibly sad and confused and finding it really difficult. So it was a really weird, in a really strange year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. How, how old, how old are your children? Is it Ewan you, you said?
2: Yeah. So Ewan is, um, he'll be seven next month. Um, right, so he's Okay. he's year two and Florence, my youngest is four. She'll be five next month. So, um, yeah, the both first back lockdown, she wasn't even in reception, so it was kind of okay because we could relax. Yeah. And yeah. you know, she's in that early years phase; it's all about play and you know communication. And it was really easy and straightforward. But and for you, and it was the same in the first lockdown. But by the kind of January one of this year, he's in year two. You know, and I know the pressure was really on teachers to get mm. you know work out, work in. We moved house as well over Christmas, so we moved really? across the country. So Don't my kids had here. to move to school. Where did so you move from? School. So, Were you quite uh, local? We moved from, yeah, so I moved from uh, Altringham.
1: All right, okay. In
2: Chester, uh, to to down in um, southeast, so where I'm originally from. So it's been mad because yeah. my kids, yeah, started reception. She had, <laughs> she had a term there, then we moved, yeah. then it was lockdown. <laughs> and she was doing these kind of Zoom sessions with someone she's never seen in her life before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no yeah we've had that though know, we had um we had a couple of children start our school in January and um they, they, they had not even met the teachers but were then getting involved <laughs> in all the, the teach all the online stuff it must have been absolutely crazy but that <laughs> that's the thing with children they're just sort of resilient aren't they just get on with it they don't make much of a fuss <laughs>
2: they did they just cracked on and I was like you know, me and their dad were sort of really stressing about it because we're just sort of like, how are they going to take this? And, you know, the teachers don't... One of the... The problem was the teachers, well, they like flicked between sometimes, you know, at the beginning when they're trying to figure it out. So some of them would have the kids in the classroom and some of them would be the online one. And clearly one of the days... They had the teachers hadn't communicated that and they were kind of like who's this random kid on my zoom? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like sat there joining in and they can see their face thinking, who is this kid? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh it's probably she hasn't mentioned there's a new kid started and I can't blame her because you know everything's going on. It got yeah. missed in kind of translation. So yeah, it was a bit chaotic. But the kids were brilliant. They just I mean, they got stuck in, the teachers are fantastic. They gave them like a certificate a few weeks in to sort of say they did really well. And they did these like online ceremony things. And, and, and by the time, and actually it was quite nice because by the time they did start, they felt like they were really integrated already without having met anybody. Yeah. And, and they both walked into school on that first day without a look back. So that was really nice. Just kind of, especially because we couldn't sort of introduce them to the school like we would have wanted to, you know, go yeah, have a little yeah. look around or meet their teachers. Um,
1: yeah, yeah so it's all been a bit chaotic, really, uh, moving house that wasn't. No, especially like <laughs> I, I have... locally. Sorry, Leigh, go on. No, I was just going to say not even locally going from Northwest to Southeast. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. have gone any further really in the country.
3: I was just... going to say like homeschooling and moving and <laughs> writing. I, I have to take my hat off to you. I mean, I already have to be fair. That's why I'm not wearing one. Um, but we when you're talking about like i mean fair play and I'm so happy your children were able to bed in uh, so easily and we like Lee said we had some new starters and they've done really well but we actually had some messages off um, some teachers who who changed job and then suddenly it was locked down and then they had to like run online lessons and then the kids obviously just had no idea <laughs> and they were making like mistakes and they were saying words that they shouldn't have said because they were so nervous. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, with, I mean, I, I don't want to be rude, but like one, we've had that like three, I think we've had three different teachers message us that they've said something about a book with flaps, but said it, said it wrong. And oh, uh, then the whole class have like gone at the teacher. It's just, so I think the kids are easy to kind of, you know, they'll just settle in and do it. Whereas if you're a staff member, I couldn't even think, if I was to just have to do it in front of people, I have no idea who they are. Like kids Never especially. met before. Exactly. And yeah. they purposely get your name wrong as well. They definitely call me Mr. Parkinson. <laughs> and I'd just be like, right, I've had enough of that. I know where you're going with that, calling me a pig. Well,
2: this That's is a... it, right? Because how do you get that control? Like, you can't yeah. get control over it them all on the laptop can you and like I mean once one of them dropped out the teacher her, her thing went and it was just like it descended into chaos one yeah. of them was in charge it was muting everybody else it just went bananas <laughs> See, and is, um yeah this I'll, is
1: why I could never do uh, secondary because I think by that age they're so clued up and you've uh, online sessions with like moody teenagers when they just don't want to do be that. there yeah yeah I mean, at least with primary, still got that sort of innocence and you can sort of like, they're not as, uh, not as clued up. So if you do sort of say you need to be on your best behavior, even though, you know, we all know there's nothing we can do because we're not within the same vicinity. They could literally press turn off and there's nothing we can do about it. But they tend to still sort of stay engaged. But yeah, got to give a shout out to any secondary school teacher who's been able to keep it going all the way through, you know, Definitely.
2: 2021 so far amazing I mean I thought our teachers in the first school and the second school were just incredible through the whole thing I just took my hat off to them I kept sending emails saying I think you're all amazing because I was thinking what would I have been like in that situation I would have just found it so hard
1: yeah yeah they've been they have been incredible um so let's 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 go back to to the start so where does the whole sort of five minute mum where did that all sort of start where did it all sort of come from
2: um so well three is three years old now my blog so um three years ago you and Flo were three and one and um just before I had you, and I was a teaching assistant at school uh working I'd done sort of early years key stage one a lot of one-to-one support with children with speech and language difficulties was that um, up near and, us was that
1: in in yeah,
2: yeah that was in Erlen actually
1: what was the school? Um, I was
2: mostly working. Earlham and Dowd School.
1: <laughs> I've done work there. I've done training yeah.
2: there. Have you? Were you on it?
1: Were you in oh, on it? Really? Or oh, was it before that? No. No, no it was before. I think she. She don't remember you, Lee. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. No, I have. I've been. I've been to that school. My, my boys. Funnily enough, my boys are at a football coaching session right now at that school.
2: No way. Oh, world, small, yeah. world. Okay. small world, yeah. Small world. Yeah. you were saying. Yeah, fantastic little school. Absolutely loved that job. Um, loved working there. And I worked across in the nursery class. I worked a little bit in reception and in the year one and two classes. And yeah, loved it. But when I had uh, Ewan, I knew I was probably going to have another child pretty soon. Yeah. Um, just couldn't afford the childcare to cover it. So yeah. I knew I was going to be a stay-at-home mum. And when they hit three and one, I just was like... Oh, I should probably start using some of those skills now to teach my kid what his name looks like. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Maybe, maybe we'll try some stuff out. And I started doing bits and bobs, and and then my friends would ask me, "What are you doing? You know, and what should they be? What should they know? What do they need for school and that?" And so I thought, "Well, enough of them have asked me. Maybe I'll just write it down on a blog, so it just saves me keep repeating myself." So that's what I did. I just started this little little free WordPress blog, and I thought at the time. I was doing everything I could in five minutes because I had tried some like Pinterest ideas. You know how you do, like I was the next TA. Like, come on, I should have a tough tray and be able to set up something beautiful. Yeah. And I'd try a few. I did some paper mache with the kids, and I got <laughs> ten minutes into it, and I just thought, what am I doing? Like, I would never attempt this in the classroom, like with a three-year-old. Yeah. What am I doing? Like, this is just insane. I just my husband would come home and I'd just be like paper everywhere, everywhere you'll get the
3: glitter out you'll get the glitter <laughs> out next <laughs> I love it,
2: like, This is, uh, why am I not applying what I know from teaching into my own house I was like yeah, why yeah. do I feel like you know I can't do what I did in the classroom which was quick and easy setups at home you know why am I not leaving it out for them to find like I would have set up the nursery classroom with the yeah, teacher would yeah. have said oh here's what we're doing today and we would have set it up for them to find it, it would have been child led and all of that and so I thought I'm just going to do that and so I started making it all about just being five minute setups and that was it and sort of saying to parents as well you don't need to spend hours playing with kids the idea is that what a TA or teacher does is do an input session where you show them you model you talk and then you leave them to it you don't spend every session with every child so yeah, yeah. I just started sort of applying those principles and trying to sort of put them in a way that other parents could then kind of get those little hacks that that mm. TAs and teachers and early years staff use to to make home life easier for me with two toddlers so and that's what I did and it just it went bananas really I mean yeah with a, a year later I had a book deal with Penguin and um yeah the, the blog's just gone bigger and bigger and bigger and here we are and, now and the
1: Instagram you've got the Instagram going as well that's got
2: Instagram is where I'm mostly at yeah I just find that the easiest place to to sort of show what I do and and have that nice kind of chat chit chat to people that people quite like I think it's quite it's a bit more fun so yeah Instagram's where I um where I like to to share most of the stuff but yeah sometimes Facebook
1: I mean, it's a nice little niche that that like fight. It's like um body coach when he used to do the sort of leaning fifteen, where we do that little recipe in fifteen seconds. It's like once you get that little sort of niche that you can sort of tap into. Um,
2: yeah, that's what my husband said to me when I was telling him about. Because I said, "Oh, I think I'm going to start a blog," and he said to me, "Oh, well, you know, what's your thing?" And I went, "What? What do you mean?" And he was like, "We've well, got to have a thing. You can't just be like, just just I'm just a mum sharing this stuff." He's like, "What?" <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't want it to be, don't want it to take more than five minutes. And he said, oh, you're a five minute mum then, aren't you? Yeah. And I was like,
3: oh yeah. So does he, t- he claims he, that. I was going to say, does he live off that now? Like, I bet he can't wait for the proper pubs to open so he can be like,
2: "Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, he
3: read that second one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Easily written by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he totally claims the name, um, but that's where it ends. Claims Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And you don't want, you just got to hope there's no one out there that's stuck. It's like the, what's the film? Is it? Um, oh,
3: it's there's something about Mary, isn't it? You no, know
1: where it's like it's, the second
3: five minute abs.
1: Yeah.
3: Isn't it? Yeah. And then the guy's and he, like, I've got a great idea. Four minute <laughs> abs. <laughs> yeah, you don't want like a four minute mum rocking up. No.
2: No. I, got- I just, I just. I hit the uh
1: hit the button on them all report
2: report Um, report
1: Oh, um with the with the blog then you share plenty of sort of tips what would what, what what's your favorite or what's the most popular sort of tip or little game or little setup you've done that has resonated the most with sort of your audience your followers anything like that
2: yeah it's funny they kind of go in little um space where I'll have like a lot someone will play one of the games loads and I'll sort of share it a lot and then everyone plays it and and there's a sort of yeah five or six of the games which are faves I mean the biggest thing that overrides everything is what I call the golden rule and that is with the toddlers and the little ones it's just setting it up first when they're not around either they're you know busy watching telly or doing something else or out the house at nursery or whatever it is and setting it up and letting them find it and decide to play. Because I think that's crucial, and you guys will know this, if the child decides and takes control of it, they're much more likely to engage with it. And if you are trying to, you know, slot some learning into it with your letters or your numbers, then if you can make them think it was their idea they are much more keen to do it and therefore and that was what it was with you and he was so reluctant to pick up a pencil or to do anything to do with letters he would kind of can sniff it a mile off if i got out a flashcard, he would have been out the door but if i set up some trains with a quarry and some magnetic letters and a baking tray and we were getting those taking the quarrying the letters out to the baking tray all of a sudden he was dead up for it and that was kind of how how we sort of and i would just leave it in the corner And then it was like, if you want to play with it, we can play. Mummy will play with you. But if you don't want to, it doesn't matter because it took me five minutes to set up. It will take me five minutes to chuck it all back in the cupboard again. And that's kind of the beauty of it. So that kind of sits across the whole thing. And I hear from a lot of parents sort of saying, oh, this has revolutionized our play. I never thought of it like that. I was always saying, what should we do now? And trying to sort of get them to set it up with them. And it always just descends into chaos much quicker, I find, when when you go about it like that. Yeah. You know, change their mind, or you know they feel like you're taking control and they don't like it and they push back against it. So, so that's kind of like the biggest tip. But in terms of the games, I mean, everyone loves um, a bit of toddler pong, which is basically beer pong for toddlers, um, <laughs> because we all know
1: that game. Uh, you just uh, do you know it. what? It's just reminding me. I've done that with so many games in the classroom. Taken drinking games and yes. turned them into. End of the day, like time, you know, just little time filler, like names of types of. I play that as a drinking game through uni. Slap I'll tell man, you what, NQT How many? Uh, how,
3: how many kids would you get? Uh, would you get drinking? Like I've never, or never have I ever <laughs> underlined my title. Like oh god, <laughs> they'd all be drinking, would they?
1: <laughs> Yeah. Or oh, 21, 21's a good one as well to play but yeah I like, the, I like the sound of toddler pong
2: yeah it's so a toddler pong the same same concept but you're putting colors letters numbers into the cups and letting the kids try and bounce the ball into it and you know you can play against mummy or you can play against yourself or you know that kind of thing so that's always really popular and one of my favorite ones i came up with was my mum and dad have got um an old-fashioned shove hate board have you ever seen them
1: uh oh yeah 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 yeah
2: an old pub game or like yeah. a game, game it's like a flat board and then you have to try and shove the hapenies which are just old coins and land them in the little tram lines yeah and if you don't get it perfectly in then you don't get it and once you get that tram line you mark it off and you have to try and get like 10 of them right so i did that with the kids but in the kitchen on the floor so i marked them out with masking tape and then got plastic plates and you have to shove them along the kitchen floor and if it landed in a tram line, each tram line was a letter or a number a yeah, yeah. sentence or whatever it was, um, depending on which child. And we love that one. And I just was so pleased myself that I'd used it because uh, we love Shop Hateney and my family played it all when we were kids. And um, So it was nice to like convert that into a, a game that we could play on the kitchen floor. So that's in my first book. Um, yeah. And then the, next, the, the second book, the Wrecking Ball one, is quite popular because that's where you've got to try and throw a beanbag on the phonics sound, but the other person gets one shot to try and wreck your shot. So they get one arm swing, which is the wrecking yes. ball, um, and so we love that because it's like, yes, I wrecked your go. You didn't get the,
1: the uh, sound. I'm just thinking of getting these books for the next time I can be out with my mates. <laughs> if we want to get a few drinking games going, we can play wrecking. <laughs> Me and Adam in the garden board. with a with a with a couple of brewskis, just playing the uh, shuffleboard game. You get the. Um, um, I I would. I would love to
3: wreck your sounds. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Straight after I batter you at toddler
1: pong. Yeah, and to be I, fair, I have to be honest.
3: I've I've got a uh, I've got a uh, two year old little boy, only just turned two, and my little girl. We must have similar it, because my little girl's going to be five on the first of May. Uh, so uh, yeah, next Saturday, and I mean, I've never even thought about toddler pong. But, I mean, I'm a massive beer pong fanatic. I play beer pong well i mean not as, not as much anymore because I'm a bit you know obviously I'm a dad now, but before that I mean Leo testified used to be used um, to be nearly um, every night
1: yeah, yeah, maybe not every night now, but most nights.
3: no i mean i mean i mean back in the back in the day, I used to play every night now I don't really play that much, I've still got it, don't don't get me wrong, I've still got it um but I've never thought of that, and I, the, my issue with that is i I'd, I'd be... If I lost to my son or daughter, I'd, you know, I'd be driving into like a an abandoned car park and crying. <laughs> I can feel it.
2: Well, that's, that's the advantage as, you, as an adult, isn't it? You can, you can, you can. Um soothe your wounds with a with a drink afterwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we play
3: with proper beer <laughs> they play with they play with letters and numbers
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: They've <got the> <laughs> well either way you can drink if the game's a success or if you've gone to the effort of setting up the whole game and then the kid's just like nah not today you can be drowning in your sorrows for the
3: for the effort that's yourself,
0: gone
1: yeah i was that, gonna that's... i was gonna say
3: it's, it, it's sorry it's such a it, the 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 concept of what you're talking about with like the fact i think it's absolutely brilliant and like you were saying about um obviously revolutionizing how parents play with the children it's so true because there's nothing worse than going through an unbelievable amount of effort you know like however long it is even creating stuff and doing it all and then putting it out on the table or even just saying like right guys we're going to do this and then it's just kind of like i want to do that or i want to do that and then all this stuff's just there it's, it's it's that it's that moment where your face starts getting really hot, even though it's freezing, yeah. and it's just kind of like you, you kind of start acting like that old school kettle where you're just kinda like, <laughs> you just kind of like that, yeah. smoke coming out your
2: ears. And that's that's why I started doing this because I was like, voice well, it's me, it's me. I've got to make it for me and actually. Yeah. Bothered to, to do this because otherwise I was the same. I was like just getting really enraged. And you know, it's bad enough they don't eat their dinner that you make, and that goes all over the floor. And if they're then <laughs> putting two things up at your game, it's like <laughs> oh yeah. my god, I failed everything today. So it felt like if I could get that win, it was amazing. And then if I didn't get it, it wasn't quite as heartbreaking. Like you say, I didn't get that rage. Yeah. I was like, a and some blue tack, it doesn't matter, it can go away again. And that's the that thing, it's
1: like at the birthday when you buy the kids, you spend I don't know how much on presents and they're more interested in the cardboard box. <laughs> and you just That'll think, fail. should have you just got them a card. <laughs> just should have saved myself a few squad and got them a cardboard yeah. box. <laughs> um, I've
2: got 10 I've, box games on the blog because, yeah, we used to get a HelloFresh delivery and it was like I had a box every week and like, yeah. we would just play that and it would keep us busy for like three days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so where, where do you get, like, the inspiration? Because that's what, like, you must be able to just take anything. You, you, I mean, it's like art attack back in the day, being able to just take anything and then be... So where does where do you think that sort of comes Because I don't have that ability to... You know, take a car. I mean, I'm. I can. I can do certain things with a bit of tech. I. I, I cheat by using all the technology and getting that to do. Do it all sort of for me. Uh, be creative that way. But you know, where does that that sort of inspiration come from?
2: Um, I think it's a mixture of things. So my mum and dad are really into games and stuff. So you know, when we were kids, we had this game where, of an evening, if you were sat on the sofa, and this is like you know early teens, you took your socks off and the first one to get them into the radiator. You know, it's like a gap between the wall and the radiator. And the first yeah. one to roll them in a ball and get them in that gap didn't have to go and make the brew. It was like, you know, we'd always be playing games all the time and my mum and dad are full of them and they're just so competitive. You know, we would have a badminton net up in the garden and my brother and me would have been start, start off in the tournament at the beginning of the evening and we still we'd they'd still be out there at half nine at night, like, it's nine all, it's nine all! <laughs> like, smashing at each other. So I've always lived in like a really... Playful, fun environment right. when I was growing up. My parents, I think, I owe a lot to them. Mom, they're still like it with my kids now as grandparents. They're brilliant. Um, and then working in, you know, early medall especially, there were some brilliant early years specialists that have been there for, you know, a few quite a few years and worked together. And they were just, I just learned so much from them. You know, some of yeah. the games that they used to do with the with the, and I could just watch them. These kids were just engaged and focused straight away. And so working with some really great teachers and just I think the loveliest thing about, you know, I'd worked in football before this and and, and public relations and communications and stuff like that in an office. And working then as a teaching assistant was it was so nice to feel like you were really on the same team all the time. It's like everyone's just there to try and get the best out of these kids and everyone shared ideas and took stuff from each other and was like, oh, what are you doing for this? What are you doing for that? And I just love that ethos in the staff and where it was like, oh, I've got this problem. And then you'd have so-and-so would have six or seven ideas, and especially for me as a TA with children, working with children's speech and language. I'd be like, oh, we're stuck at this point. And then you'd hear mm. from experienced people and they tell you some great ideas. And I just, I learned so much from those people and I just, I'm quite lazy. So I think that's part of it as well. I can't be asked to do massive things. <laughs> and so I like to be able to just grab if the kids were like bored and, you know, bothering me. Yeah. I was like, right, okay. I, I just I need to get them busy. What can I do? And I would look around the kitchen, and I'd grab something off the side, and it would be like, right, here, here's what you can do. Here's a little thing to play, and then it would just develop. And I think, oh, that's a good idea. We can turn that yeah. into a game yeah. later on, and sit and write a blog about it in the evening. So, yeah, it's kind of a mixture of things.
3: Yeah, I saw the um, I saw the coloring one. I saw the coloring one on your Instagram, um, where you open the coloring book and lay them out, and then. Mm -hmm. Uh, start colouring and it's such a it's such a tremendous shout i've never even thought about that and it's just kind of like as soon as they see it because it's like it's like when you know like the siblings got a toy that they've not played with in a year and then suddenly like i want to play with that it's like no you don't (laughs) it's it's broken it's horrible but like as soon as they see you do it they want to do it so what uh, explain explain that one to
1: me explain that one to me adam what what's that idea. Well, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's, my,
3: I don't think it's your No, no, me. it was just that the
1: way, the way you said it there was, it was almost like the, the colouring book one where you get a colouring book and colour it, yeah, and so, I was going, so, well, that's not really, <laughs> there's nothing too special about. No, so, yeah, so like,
3: because no, I've got like, I've got like a, a a little like um storage thing, like, you know, classic B&M, pink, sparkly, you know, the break very easily even I love being stuff
2: in Adam.
3: Yeah, it's got all the coloring books, the Elsa ones, all that. So, what you do, Lee? Coming from five minute dad over here, copyright joking. <laughs> uh, is um, it's open two coloring books. Put them on your table. Obviously, if they don't want to do it, you you start coloring, and then obviously they'll be like. Oh, yeah. And then, then join in and go. That is that right, Daisy? Sorry, yeah. I feel I felt like a job interview. Then I was like, I hope I'm getting marked well. I hope it's outstanding.
2: <laughs> no, um, exactly that. And this is the thing, right? So you're rightly is the simplest thing, and you kind of go, well, yeah, obviously. But I think as a parent, and I was like this, like when you are sleep deprived and knackered and stuff, and sometimes you just can't think to do something really simple, can you? You kind of feel like it has to be more complicated and difficult than it actually is. And something like saying someone will just get out a colouring book and start colouring yourself and sit there quietly, don't say a word to the kids. And then they come over and join you gradually. And like my son would just put his iPad down and come and go, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden he's colouring in a picture of Hedwig. And it's kind of like wow I can't believe that it, that was all it took but it but it, it often is it's just the simplest stuff and like you say just getting out a ball and your laundry basket and start trying to chuck it in and all of yeah. a sudden they, they want to play with you and it's it's about kind of reminding ourselves that it doesn't have to be it does not have to be big and grand and set up and ruin your house it it has to be two items and five minutes of your time and that's that's all it takes to engage your yeah. kids and then if you want to sneak some learning and stealth learning you can do
1: And it was interesting what you were saying there about um, working in a school and how helpful everyone is, Um, because that's what I love about teaching, that we are always there for each other. And I think that's a real positive with the internet now and social media is, you know, if you are a teacher and these the few and far between, but if you are a teacher who's at a school where, you know, and you get these sort of toxic schools where the staff aren't, you know, looking out for each other. Having the ability to reach out now to teachers all around the UK, you know, like the, the, with, with us, that like the pod, the podcast little community that we've uh, created has just been amazing. Because you see in our little Facebook group now that they're there for each other, and there's a shoulder that you can have a little bit of a moan on. And I suppose that's another real big benefit of social media and uh, and a, and a a positive side of it I mean there's plenty of negatives and then sort of linked to that it's interesting because I think sometimes we're so desperate to stimulate our children all the time like I I often sort of say that really one thing kids need to be sometimes not all the time is they just need to be bored like I just don't I just don't think we give kids the opportunity to be bored because I think when like what you were saying there how when you were younger you'd make games up with your, with your siblings. Yeah. We'd be the exact same. We'd make, I mean, there was obviously the games 10 and you dead. That was a standard game out on the street. Uh, Kirby. It, Kirby. Kirby was another Kirby, one. Yeah. But obviously when the weather wasn't great, do you remember Paperball, Adam? Oh, do I. <laughs> Where, <laughs> These must be still, I don't know. I still play it. I still play it. <laughs> <I still laughs> it. Paperball, again, is just a very, go on, Adam, I'll let you describe this one.
3: So it's like, obviously, you screw up a piece of paper, so it's kind of like a paper ball, <laughs> hence, hence the name. As you can see, we tried really hard on the name. Um,
2: and then, I'm just wearing. Just... hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <Paper ball. laughs> yeah. You'll
3: struggle to remember that. How did you come up with it? What, what do you have to do? Um, and so you crazy. basically, it's like volleyball, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. volleyball, like with a paper ball, but you like... You know, you're jumping off the couch and you're keeping the ball. And It's just obviously don't let the paper ball touch the the floor. floor. Even if it comes off the wall, you're keeping it alive. And, you know, we've got another brother called Ryan who's in the middle. Um, I'm the youngest, by the way. I'm sure you knew that. Um, (laughs) uh, We'd all just be playing it. We'd all just be absolutely jumping off the couches, you know. And it, and it, it would keep us going for hours because we'd want to kind of, Beat the beat rally the wouldn't it It's all
1: about like yeah. beating the score, yeah, keeping it alive for as long as possible. It got retired though when we broke one of my mum's vases, yeah that's
0: that's what when we had to be
1: re- yeah that, so but you're right, I mean it's just I mean I think sometimes we're so eager to to sort of try and stimulate and that and that's where I think often, as much as I love the technology, I think sometimes we can be too keen and too eager to see that as the easy way to keep them stimulated and i think what you're doing is a great way of showing that actually you don't have to think too much out of the box you know and it doesn't have to be too complicated it shouldn't need to necessarily cost you the world but there are nice little sort of like say five minute activities that you can do to keep your kids going and and like say if you can dip in that little bit of learning it's only going to help them even more
2: yeah i definitely agree and i you know i talk about I talk about it on my blog like independent play and like that you say that being bored and one yeah. of my key phrases is go and play go and play yeah. if you've given that five minutes to them where you're one-to-one you give them their attention you show them how to play a game you've done a bit of play with them then as a parent there's absolutely no reason you can't then say to them right okay off you go entertain yourself i've showed you how to play a game you've got a load of toys you know if you set a few out for them and then quite often you know my kids have bit at my knees for 10-15 minutes saying to me mummy mummy you know what we're doing, what we do. And I just keep saying to them, go you can go and play, you can go and play. And eventually they go off. And that's where that's where they create, like you say yeah. saying there with people like a game that I would never have come up with, you know. And they'll come to me and say, Oh, we're doing this. We've got this game. And I'm like, Great, brilliant. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I want it to be. And like, that's how I grew up with my parents. Like I say, like, that encouragement to play. They would always show us games, but it was quite often that we were left to to figure out our own ones. So yeah, yeah we um yeah, we we did one similar, not with paper ball, but we did a, a tennis game in lockdown where I put cereal boxes along the kitchen across the middle as the net, and we had a paper, a plastic plate and a ping pong ball, and it was tennis in the kitchen. Oh, nice! And it was so there was the balls were bouncing off everything, and I think glass smashed in the end of, the <laughs> end of that, <laughs> I mean, it was probably me, not the kids, like me getting yeah. way way too competitive, taking them yeah. both on.
1: And all that sort of Uh, stuff benefits the children so much, doesn't it, as far as, like, physical development? um, Just there's so many benefits to that sort of approach. It's It's it's
2: like and losing as well, isn't it? It's like learning how to to lose, learning how to win um, and be okay with that and, you know, cope with those emotions and stuff
1: like that. Well, we we had um, Claire Balding on as a guest recently. And we were talking all about that, the importance of sport. And and me and Adam are both, you know, we've we've played sport all our lives. We're very um passionate about it how important it is in primary schools. Like I always moan on about how frustrated I've been with the way PE is slowly but and school sport especially has slowly but surely been pushed aside because of the sort of drive for SATS results and all that sort of stuff. And I just think, you know the lessons and 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 the skills and the, like I say, the mentality that you mm-hmm. learn from it as far as winning and losing. Because life's a competition, isn't it? You know, going for a job is a competition. You are competing against others and you've got to understand that you might get it and that's a great victory, but if you don't, how are you going to react to that? Are you going to let it then stop you or is it just, you know, one step yeah, yeah. towards where you, where you need to be? It's that sort of attitude. And I think sport's a great way of teaching those skills I think
3: it's memories as well. You know, like, I look back on my school days and I can tell you, like, football results, sporting results, even, like, paperball Records, but you asked me about pie charts and Venn diagrams, and I haven't got badges. But you, you, you know, our record was thirty-five until. Do you remember when Dad? This is at Paperball. Remember when Dad came in and was like, "You better be careful." And then we were like, "Dad, get involved." And Dad was suddenly he, he did he did like one volley, and we were like, "Oh, come on, Dad!" And then he got involved, and then the last, the balls went, and, and he was in the dugouts he You've allowed this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great oh, no. time. One, time, one time he's got involved
2: did you all get the in then
3: <laughs> he wasn't well, even yeah, a but... good shot he did we just wanted <laughs> to get him involved he really tried he drumming. tried a backhand chop didn't he backhand chop yeah, he, and did.
1: he just went off to the bars like,
3: yeah <laughs> bit of the old spin that <laughs> it's a paper ball it doesn't spin um but yeah i mean the memories are, and and i work um predominantly doing pe in, in my primary school and I've been doing the school sport now for, uh, oh, God, it'll be coming up to like 10 years I've been doing school sport. And, you know, the children still come back to see me and they're telling me about the kind of what they're doing at high school, the sports that they're doing at high school. And they still talk about, you know, like the, 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 oh, do you remember when we went to that tournament and do you remember when we did this? You know, if I asked them about, you know, whatever kind of book, I mean, what's the classic Kenzuki's Kingdom? It would yeah. just be a bit like uh, I can't even remember the main character, but so yeah. I mean, what you, I think what you're doing is absolutely brilliant. So, well done.
2: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm dead into my sport. I think that's that's where it sort of stems from. Is that like you know when I was playing with the kids, I wanted it to have a competitive element for me. That I wanted to to <laughs> enjoy it. So if I'm playing Hong Kong I want to I want to try and get it in the cup, and I want them to see me trying and being competitive. And see what I'm like when I win and what I'm like when I lose and how does that look and how can we discuss it and you know I wanted that to be part of their growing up and I'm the same you know played team sport all my life and and my, my dad was a football coach my mum was a PE a, a P teacher at school and just got so much out of it like you say just memories and just loved loved it so yeah I think um it's is, a it, massively is it important but, in um, the defeat?
1: Devi- is it in the defeat where they start to learn the vocabulary of swear words? <laughs> is That where yeah. that sort of <laughs> teaching comes in. Like, and here is the vocabulary think, we can use.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. You have to start coming up being really creative, don't you? And, oh, fiddlesticks! <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So we, you said there that you were a sports broadcaster before you went into being a teaching assistant. How do you think that um, that sort of career has, has, has helped you? And what was it that made you sort of leave that, if, you, if you're happy to talk about it, leave that career yeah, to go into I'm teaching happy, assistant, yeah. being a teaching assistant? Well, I
2: mean, you know, working with footballers is quite like working with children. <laughs> In a lot of ways. Um, yeah, so I worked... Uh, I sort of started my career in, so I went to Loughborough Uni, um, I wanted to be a sports journalist um, and then swiftly realised that there were very few women in it and it was a very hard environment at the time to get into, uh, especially in like newspaper journalism and I just sort of immediately was like no I don't really fancy doing that actually and I went into PR and uh, doing that kind of thing. And then a job opportunity came up at the Football Association, and um, I went to work in their commercial division and just fell in with a really great bunch of people and worked there for uh, near, near four years um, in various positions and ended up in the broadcasting team. So I was looking after uh, matches at Wembley for England or the FA Cup, basically anything that was to do with the FA. And yeah, I went to the South Africa uh world cup and we started um when i was in the broadcast team we started fatv as it was then so yeah, yeah back then nobody was doing anything i think the england cricket team had done a couple of bits of online filming and it'd gone down a storm and nobody was really doing it um and me and um it was some of the lads from soccer am basically right. i got them we got them on board and said and Tim Lovejoy was one of them, and some of the team. Uh, Sheephead, do you remember him on Sopran? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 Sheephead. Yeah, um, so Light we got him on Drizzle. And... Light drizzle, because <laughs> he once something about gravy as well. I
3: yeah, oh yeah. Northern boys love yeah, gravy. Love gravy.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so we had them on the team, and, and we started uh FATV which was you know funnily enough so similar to what I'm doing you know now online content and yeah. and interviewing all the players and trying to sort of show them in how we saw them you know as just normal human beings trying to do yeah. a job and and just you know trying to catch them on the table tennis table or on the pool table after a game and getting competitive um with Ria Ferdinand over a over match table tennis and stuff so yeah I did that for for a little while and I loved it it was you know it was great fun it was It was, you know, a weird place to work at times, you know, there was often stuff happening outside and you kind of were inside on it. And, and also brilliant because, you know, I got to see an England match pitch side, you know, in the tunnel stood next to Beckham or, you know, it was just really, really cool. Um, But yeah, one of the days I was actually sat with um, all the players in a press briefing and this this guy came in to talk to the players all about what was happening with grassroots football and the stuff, the initiatives they were putting in place to try and encourage young kids to play and the changes they were making to grassroots football. And the lad who came in to talk was one of the guys I knew from the office who I happened to go to school with as well. Um, And he stood at front and he just talked about these young kids. And he talked about like what he was doing with them and out there on the field and how they were engaged. And he had all these fantastic pictures of him and I was sat at the front and I was just like, that. that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. I don't want to yeah. be in this room with these guys, you know, having to now interview them all in a really dry kind of, how did you find that is an inspiring way, knowing you're going to get the same media trained answers. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I want to be out there with the kids. I want to be laughing with them on a pitch. I don't want to be yeah. in here. Um, and I literally quit a week later. I just was like, wow. right,
1: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm quitting. And my boyfriend at the time had moved up north because he'd got a job up north and I was like I'm gonna go up where he is and and train as a teacher and that was my plan um but I just never got that far I just I started volunteering in schools and then I started working as like a midday assistant and after school club and then I
0: it all started with mom she's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure so this Mother's Day Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life From our newest arrivals, like springy dragonfly-adorned handbags and jewelry, to gifts under $100, to the bestsellers on Mom's Most Wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself, too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com.
2: I got a TA job, and it just kind of, it all happened so quickly that I was just thrown in and enjoying it and doing what I liked, so I didn't ever get around to my teacher training. But I have promised myself I will one day.
1: (laughs) yeah. That's amazing. I, I, do you know what made me laugh? That bit, the 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 bit you said about footballers always having the same answers. I don't know why the. I honestly don't know why they interview footballers, because you never get anything beyond. I mean, kids. They should. That's what I love about kids. That's what I love about kids. Like yesterday, yeah. I'll give you a quick example. Yesterday, we had this. Um, this company got in touch with me and said we do these virtual Zoom. Uh, visits so you can get a like a, um half an hour chat with a historical figure would you be interested in having a visit from someone so i was like well we're doing ancient egypt right cleopatra uh we'll set it up and we did it yesterday and it was absolutely brilliant this actress you know full makeup all all the gear looking brilliant just did this half an hour chat i mean the kids learned more in that half an hour than i've than i've been able to teach them over the past two weeks which probably says a lot about my teaching to be fair and um, I, th- I said to them, right, well, I'll do you a little, like, testimonial. I got the kids up, and honestly, some of the stuff they were coming out with was just, that's what, you, <laughs> that's what I'd be paying my Sky subscription for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not just the sort of, well, you know, eh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's all you ever no, got. I was going to say. It's all about the same,
3: that,
1: yeah. Yeah,
3: Gerard run
1: it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the kids, I was like, so what did you, what, what you like about it?
2: Well, <laughs> Well, wow. I know they're brilliant. I used to do that in the tunnel. We used to do t- tunnel cam and FA TV, and I and the lads would always be trying to get like the players. And I was like, get the get the mascots, ask them yeah, what yeah. they think of the players because they're going to yeah, give yeah. you the good answers and the funny stuff that maybe will get a reaction. Yeah. And I used to like, yeah, ask the little kids how they felt and who was their favourite and who they didn't like, you know. And they'd always yeah. say like the opposite captain. <laughs>
3: yeah, I had um, I had a great one. I'll uh, I'll reveal it. here I was going to save it for a uh, podley, but I, I feel like this is. We're having a lovely chat here. So I'm going to throw it in talking about kids saying great things, right? I was in a class this week because I've just come back, Daisy. I've just, uh, I was shielding. So I'm back after Easter. I've come back and uh, made a glorious return. And uh, a child was, uh, <laughs> they were just doing sentences, right? So I go over and I'm dead enthusiastic. And I was like, right, I want to see some tasty sentences soon. And this kid went, Tasty. Who are you, Gordon Ramsay? And I went, I went, haha, and he went, Where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> and I just burst out laughing. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I was like, Well played. Elbows, elbows.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you, get
1: a lot,
3: you get a lot more
2: uh, chat out of the classroom, the kids, let me tell you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so um so with the books do you want to tell us a little bit more about the books so you've got two two out now one's one was out did you say just before lockdown and I'm sure like with everything you've talked about I'm I'm sure there's so many people who (laughs) have absolutely loved having that book during this lockdown period when we're all you know sort of at home um trying to look after our children. Yeah. yeah that's
2: all I care about really you know obviously it's sold brilliantly and that's amazing but I, I just really care that it actually people use it and I, yeah. I love it when I see the tatty cover you know someone shares a tatty cover with me or one that's like bookmarked all the favorite games and that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff and, and the whole point of my books is how I designed them um with I had a brilliant design team at Penguin they're amazing and, and I said to them right from the beginning it's got to be like a recipe book you know, like when you like, what's for tea? Let's let's look at the pictures. Let's look at the nice pictures of the ones we want to eat.
0: Mm.
2: It's got to be the same as that. You've got to be able to see one game picture, one instruction, and that's it. You don't want to be confused with loads of pages and text. So it's really visual. It's like a picture of the game and a, and a description, but you can pretty much pick pick it up from the picture. What's the kind of gist of it and what yeah, you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's the whole that's both of them. The first one's called give me five. The second one's called time for school. and um, they're both in that sort of style. So, um, yeah, I love seeing like people using it. And, um, the first one, um, is like for ages one to five, and that's kind of all the games that we played in the build up to my kids starting school. And that's kind of right. very first bit. So yeah. basically up to you and kind of going into reception, and it was, yeah, all the little things you know, introducing them. How do you introduce letters? What do you say? What do you do? Um, how do you introduce numbers and the concept of value and, you know, what a number is and, you know, it's just a squiggle on a page to a child. So how do you sort of introduce that in a no pressure? No, not it's not, you're not teaching them. You're not a teacher. You're, you're a mum or dad at home. You know, how can we do this in a really fun, silly way that's going to engage our kids and then all the other little skills that they need, like, you know, life skills are in there too. Um, so that's the first book is like, it's all about like guilt-free, you know, making it as simple and as easy as possible and guilt-free for parents. And then the second book, which has just come out um, last Thursday, that's called Time for School. And that's what I found was, and, and you guys will know this really well too, is like when I started school, that I knew a lot of what I knew because I'd worked on the teaching side. Yeah. And then as a parent, I was sort of exploring it all again as a parent yeah. and thinking, well, actually, do you know what? Like, parents want to know more, and teachers want the parents to know more. And I felt like, well, maybe I could act as like a, I could write a book that's kind of is that bridge. So, yeah, yeah. the book explains phonics, but it doesn't explain it all. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would yeah, in yeah. teacher training it explains the stuff a parent needs to know, so that when a bunch of tricky words come home, what are you going to do with them? How are you going to yeah. play? What are you going to, you know? And it's just breaking down the curriculum into a the stuff that parents do that you actually need to know and yeah. here's what it looks like and here's here's what the teachers wish that you knew already and um, in a really straightforward way and then here's some games that you can play to support your child to learn those things at home with the homework they're going to come home with so it's like you know times tables number ones all of phonics starting to read you know what do you do with a pictureless um, a wordless book when that comes home for the first time you know I know a lot yeah. of parents are straight onto whatsapp with everybody going I've got a book with no words in it I thought they're supposed to be learning to read like <laughs> it can be really confusing and yeah and and teachers kind of feel like well we put that in the newsletter at the start of term. did you not read it and then the parents are going oh I don't understand this why haven't they told us about it and I feel like sometimes we all just everyone's trying really hard and and sometimes it's getting lost yeah, so yeah. I'm really hoping that this book works as that kind of as a parent you can go oh that's what it is yeah I found it it's quite easy to find
1: it. but, we put okay. it in the newsletter that there was a letter about it we almost also emailed it to you there was a message yeah. on seesaw <laughs> um we also, you know we also text it to you yeah we also
3: told you it. yesterday <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. uh.
2: but this is it right and then and but as a parent, we've all done it, and I'm still yeah. there. I'm that person that was used to be writing on the whiteboard, you know, like homework tomorrow, and yeah. then I'm the parent now going, "Oh, pfft, God, I've forgotten that." Like, ah, how have I done this? I said I'd never be one of those ones, and here I am. So, I blame it's
1: about the kids. Just- I blame the kids. The kids are the a, they're a nightmare. Like my kids come out of school, like they've just been, you know, in Men in Black where they do that flashing thing, and it wipes <laughs> yeah. the memory. That's what my yeah. kids are like when they come out of school. You sort of speak to it a bit, like pick them up today. How was school today? Fine. Like footballers, when they're in yeah. school, yeah. but not. But come out of school. Um, do you have a good day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, you can't get anything out <laughs> you get of it.
2: Club at the end of the microphone. <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly, it's a nightmare. What do you go up to? Yes, yeah, so that's,
2: that's in my book. There's a page of questions to ask your kid to get get it out of them. There's yeah. ideas, yeah. Tips, five tips and ideas of things you can say and ask to get your kids to tell you about the day. And it's yeah. just stuff like that, you know, like it's those first, it's the kind of first few years, the reception year one year two and i've kind of tried to cover most of the stuff that they're going to cover in that year roughly and here's yep. what it's going to look like and here's what the teachers are kind of expecting you to do at home you know in five minute five minute easy way it's not not anything massive yeah. you don't need to you don't need to read letters and sounds the phonics principles of whatever they're doing at the moment you just need to know that this is that e and r makes an air sound and this is how <laughs> you can play a game with it
1: it's funny you said they're like um you know it's not going into too much detail like you got in your teacher training <laughs> I never got anything on my teacher training uh especially with phonics I don't even think we called it that at the time it was um yeah <laughs> this is the thing I get training. messages
2: all the time from from teachers especially if they're like secondary or working key stage two and they're like I don't I don't I'm having to learn it all with my kids you know they've yeah. got a four-year-old or whatever and they're yeah. like I'm really glad you you've written it all down for me. Cause you know, we'd never taught it as, you know, it's key stage two. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always seems really baffling when you, before you get shown it and then it's kind of like, Oh, it's really straightforward.
1: No, no, it is. And and, and like I said, book like that is just going to be put, per- there'll be so many teachers listening to this, like, Oh, this is amazing. And then I'm sure there'll be <laughs> equally as many parents who are just as uh, eager to get their hands on it. So, um, right. Let's let, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Cause there's plenty more that we want to sort of talk so, Talking about your days working as a TA in school, um, because the podcasts are always talking about sort of funny things that happen in school. So, you know, what's your your go-to story from working in a school that you still will tell today and it'll, you know, you'll be in bits laughing? Oh,
2: God. Um, I mean, just stuff happens all the time, doesn't it, when you're in school? It's brilliant. I just loved it. I mean, I can remember one of the kids saying to me once, um... Miss Upton, uh, when's the baby in your tummy coming out? This is before I was pregnant. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm I'm never wearing that dress ever again. I just burnt it when I got home. I was like, oh, my God. You know, they're just so honest and upfront with you. And I can remember when the teacher had planned um, to do the Easter story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I come from a family where we're not very religious and I didn't ever go to church. and, And I thought, oh, how hard, you know. Uh, that'll be fine and then she ha- got called off by the head to go and do something she's like can you, you can you just do the powerpoint it's all on there you know just just do the input with the kids and then they're right trying to write a story or whatever it was and do some pictures and I was like yeah no problem you know I've got a degree it should be no problem and I'm like four slides in and I'm like who's peter who what where's jesus i don't understand what's going on and the kids are asking me questions and i'm just at the front flicking through this powerpoint going i don't know what this is all about i've got no idea if okay. and i just wiped out the whole thing i was like draw me an easter egg <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, if in doubt <laughs> And I'm just
2: I'm just there, flustered, you know, like panicking yeah, yeah. at the front of the room thinking, oh my God, this isn't even my lesson, I've planned it, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I remember yeah. thinking, I'm sure I knew the Easter story, I had no idea about all these other characters that came into it, and I got myself so confused, I could just remember the kids looking at me like, you don't know what you're doing, do you? <laughs> you'd, have had
3: to, you'd have had to use the old classic of, I mean, we always come back to it, like when a child asks you a question that you don't know, and it's just the classic like, what use is it me telling you the answer? like find it out and then whilst you're on google just like oh god what what the hell is the answer and then you kind of go back to him just like you still not got the answer no well it's this <laughs> and Then suddenly, you know, sound like you're a genius when actually you've just been a uh, siri yeah. siri please yeah. oh my god yes you went out so i was like teaching what how many
0: years ago would
2: it have been now like eight years ago and we still are like you know I was using like one of those laptops that just never works, never yeah. fires up. <laughs> you can know, ask it a question and it'll come back 25 minutes later yeah. after you've called the IT guy in. And if
1: there's any teachers listening who find themselves in the same position as Daisy there who has to teach these stories, I'll recommend a film, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? The head teacher, and the teacher comes back, and there's you. <laughs> so this children is where he's getting whipped. That's his intestines there. <laughs> and draw a picture, children.
2: I mean, that's how tangled up I was. I think I'd got that confused in my head with something else, and I was like, I'm sure there's something that happens here with someone. Do you, does Judas come into it? I can't remember. And the wise
1: men brought frankincense, yeah. gold, and myrrh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then they're saying but hang on a minute miss didn't he wasn't he born at christmas so isn't he only four months old <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Like, hey. Where, where's this story happening yeah. uh it's probably bethlehem <laughs> i think um not quite sure It's in it a stable somewhere <laughs>
2: yeah oh, yeah good. i can just remember the panic um yeah and just i think when i was pregnant that was the funniest thing was just having conversations with the kids and you know they'd ask me just such funny questions and i remember one little boy just saying um, so when the baby comes out, will you give it a pizza? And I was like, Oh no, baby have milk. And he's like, well, Where would you get milk from? And I was like, Well, probably out of like out of my breast. And he was like milk out your boobies, milk out your boobies. And he's running around. And I was like, he's going to go home to his mum and tell her that's what he's learned today. And I'm just like, i going to be like really straightforward, but also like wondering about how far it might be appropriate uh. to discuss this with a child. Um, and he was the same, he used to crack me up, like because he was the same kid who once, I was driving a minibus to a castle, Skipton Castle, yeah, with, um, yeah was just six-year-olds. And I two of them sat up the front with me. And he we were going like you know, over like hills that are going up and down quite rapidly. And he just turned to me and he went, You know, when you go up and down those hills, it makes my willy tingle. <laughs> I was just driving my <laughs> feet going, Oh, oh my god. I was like, Back to that, that's that's great, right? Let's just keep going, shall we? And they just used to constantly come out with stuff like that all the time. And I'd just be like crying, laughing, thinking, yeah. Oh brilliant. Just that's it, isn't it. It's
1: the kids yeah. that make the job. The, the the kids that make the job. I think, you know, it's, um, that's why I love my days in school each week. You just know you're going to get absolute gold out of them. And then when you get that gold, we can share it on the podcast.
2: They're just, um, they're just so brutally honest, aren't they? They'll just tell it how it is. That's what I really enjoyed. I like that kind of, you know, straightforwardness and they give it to you exactly how it is. So I used to, yeah, I used to really love it and I used to coach the girls football team and, and, um we'd be on this like patch of grass because the boys had like the main pitch because obviously yeah. you know they've been doing it for years and the, they had the big area and we got this kind of little like boggy patch right in the corner um but I used to take them out and you know just used to love doing it with them and eventually they kind of got good enough and they started taking on the boys and joining in and and it just became like this like competition and I just remember thinking I can't believe I get paid to do this I'm just about out a yeah. right good laugh with a bunch of great kids so yeah, yeah, I did. I really love doing
1: that job. I mean, when it comes to the actual teaching, it's the best job in the world. The problem at the minute is it's all the other crap that teachers have to put with. That's that's the
2: yeah.
1: that's the downside, I suppose. I
0: love
2: being a TA. I love being a TA because, and that's why I didn't ever push to kind of train because I could see how much pressure was on the teachers I was working with, and mm. you know what they were having to do, and yeah, and I just got to go in and do the bits that was the good bits, which was the actual delivering the sessions and um spending time with them so yeah that was why I found it so enjoyable
1: yeah and what were you like when you were at school what you know so going back to your school days I mean did you enjoy school
2: I loved it I was I was that kid that now I'd be like shut up in my class because I was like goody goody
1: (laughs) were you the kid that reminded the teacher about the homework
2: oh no I wasn't like that Oh, I wasn't right. so like we're... that. I didn't want to be goody-goody. Now <laughs> you are gonna have to end that know, Zoom God. straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so I to talking to um, Sophie McCartney because, and I was like, and she was talking about that, wasn't she? And she was saying, yeah. um, uh, like there was that kid that did that, and I was, and I was like, no, oh, no, I wouldn't have done that, but I, but I would have, you know, I would have been thinking it because I would have yeah. been the one o'clock. To- and I would have been thinking and waiting to write it down and waiting, is anyone else gonna ask? But well, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put my hand up. But nah. um yeah, I just I just really enjoyed it. I liked I liked it was somewhere that, you know, I'm quite competitive. So I wanted to always try and be good at stuff and I was, you know, it was where I could go and do sport all the time. My school was quite good at sport, so I just got to do every sport and I just loved it. And um and, and yeah, I got, you know, I did just it was one of those swatty kids that just liked doing my work and yeah, when I taught those kids, I thought, "Oh God, one idiot." So <laughs> 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 <would> another laugh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just really enjoyed school, and I really, I really hope that like, I don't really mind if my kids get great grades or anything. But I just hope they like it as much as I did because I just yeah. just found it. I just loved being there with my mates. I loved. Yeah, I did every every sport. Going, I was in every athletics club and netball club
1: and whatever. the rounders. Oh, I love bit of rounders. Oh, um, peak rounder season. I mean, I wasn't in school today, but if I was in school today, that I reckon today would have been my first outing with a game of rounders. Wow.
3: Yeah, but uh, then, but then with the with the rounders bats, then they have the kind of string around the handles, trying to sanitize the string. Oh, it,
2: yeah,
3: you know, it's it, it's proving to be a problem. I mean, it is. This is dream rounders weather, and like yeah. I have my shorts on, my sunnies, and then obviously when you get a chance to join in, it's just like
2: Brilliant.
3: let let me show you how, the, how 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 we really do it here. <laughs> then they're missing, get 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 stumped on first, just like. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, Isn't what position, in 1998,
1: did you play at rounders? What was your go-to position, Daisy? I
2: was bowler.
1: Were you bowler? Oh,
2: bowler, did, you yeah. to,
1: did you used to put the a bit of a legal spin on?
2: Always, and I always try to try, try and get it in a, you know, just on the cusp of a body line. So it's really yeah.
3: hard to get, any kind of. Oh, that's that's dirty play. That <laughs> I don't like that.
2: <laughs> oh, you go. Know. We, I think we won a rounds tournament. Um, I used to have a really good backstop and a really good first base, and the three of us would be like, go on, yeah. go on, like try and get it across and, and go and,
3: and. The old Bermuda, B- the rounders Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> oh, that's what they call that's it in the old uh... batters <laughs> get lost.
2: There. <laughs> i mean why is it not why can we not play as adults why is it not professional sport <laughs>
3: exactly
2: i'd be there now getting interviewed you know yeah by Clark. how did it go i wouldn't be giving the boring answers i'd be telling them how it was
1: <laughs> yeah just be like that idiot out there <laughs> it could catch it, it could catch a cold she, that one she bowled it she bowled it well too close to my body did
3: you see that <laughs> it's in the rules
2: it's in the rules it's got in the square
1: <laughs> one of my <laughs> finest memories from primary school was the rounders tournament year six. I mean, again, it's one of the, just go before I move on to that, just going back to what you're saying there about wanting your kids to, to enjoy school. This is what frustrates me at the minute is because the system and the sort of it's so academically driven and it's so sort of test based. And I mean, I'll, I'll ask you in a bit about what you think about the baselines and all that sort of sort of stuff, you know, things get sacrificed like PE and i think there are certain children who aren't the most academic but there was a time at the beginning of my career you get so many different opportunities to excel in other spaces whether that be drama whether that be music whether that be uh PE and we still do as much as we can but mm-hmm. at the same time it it you know when it's not as flexible i remember that when when i first started teaching we'd we'd have um had, we had this Trafford uh, uh, cricket coach, Derek, he was called. It was amazing. And he'd organised these tournaments. And we used to take all of year six. We put a day mm-hmm. aside and, uh, so that every child could represent the school. Not And so there was a boys' tournament, girls' tournament. And it would be the whole day. They'd just go and play cricket all day. It doesn't happen now. And they just don't yeah. get those opportunities. And I think that's where – because if you're not academically – uh I was never I was never top of the class. Adam. <laughs> What's top of the class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but we yeah. were we were happy because you know, um our, our our we would excel, excel in other places. Um yeah. but yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? So um yeah, Rounders Tournament, we were up against uh, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, we were up against English martyrs, um, but we used to call them Adam. English farters, <laughs> yeah, because that's how cool we were, and um, <laughs> and and I think we were like three two down, we were three two down, and I was the only one left in to bat. Now, this was semi finals, this was, and I was the only one left yeah. in to bat, and I had to get two rounders to win. Now, what I loved about rounders was I'm a lefty, so uh-huh. straight away. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get back! Move! Move! <laughs> yeah. So first, first bat, um, obviously, if they're not prepared, you catch them out, got the rounder, but then you don't have the time to recover. So it was did the rounder and it was straight back in to face the ball. Um, luckily, I wasn't up against you, Daisy, because I think you'd have bowled a doozy and I'd have been out there. But again, managed to get, it. and we won the game. Like I won the get, and that just was my one of my finest primary school memories uh, was yeah. was getting the win, getting the big W over uh, English, English tomatoes, English fighters. And I remember getting into the. English martyrs stank on the day, didn't they? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember getting interviewed by FA TV afterwards saying, you know, how do you feel about... How do you feel about getting through to the final? Is it a good feeling? Yeah,
2: of course. You
1: know. <laughs> um,
2: well, about the team. Oh, yeah.
1: No, nah, if, yeah, if, if I'd have got interviewed there, I'd have been like, well, not about the team. I was the only one left in. I've won this game single-handed. That's, yeah. Uh,
3: sorry, Lee. Can I just cut in there? If you'd have got interviewed, then you'd have just been like, "Oh my god,
1: yeah. I can't believe it!" <laughs> Still catching my breath. <laughs> just give me a second. I've just run round twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: happy
1: days. Oh, so just. Oh yeah, definitely. All oh,
2: my best memories are sports related as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. of Quite a few. Was PE your favourite s- subject at school, or what was your favourite um, subject?
2: Yeah, I loved uh, I loved English, which is why I love writing. Absolutely love writing. Um, yeah, MPE. So those were my two things. Hated absolutely hated maths. Um, I was really fortunate. I got a really. I think I would have probably failed maths GCSE, but I had a fantastic teacher who sort of. Clocked that I had the drive and energy to actually want to try, but I just didn't have any natural ability when it comes to maths. And he was so good; the whole class we were kind of in this like middle set, and he got us all through GCSEs so brilliantly. And just owe so much to him for for doing that. And but What's yeah, it, if was anything was good.
1: give him a shout out,
2: Mister Lovel- Lovelady, he was called. I've I've written him in my um my second book. I talk a- all my acknowledgements of teachers that I've had over the years because I just thought that's what it's about. And um,
1: did I hear that right? In- Love yes, lady. the Love
2: Lady, Love Lady was his name. Now you think he'd get absolutely <laughs> battered, wouldn't you? But he yeah. was so good, and he had—he was like one of those teachers that had this underlying, you know, just like I will go crazy, but he like, never did. Yeah. But you knew that he had the potential and you just didn't mess. And no one ever said I think someone said in the first session, Mr. Lovelady, and he went, Yeah, what of it? And that was it. it's like no one else said anything you else
3: what? about it. But, did, but in, in in like your your, your friend's circles, did you used to think that after school, when he used to go to a bar, he'd say, The name's Love Lady? Love Lady's the name, loving <laughs> ladies is the game.
2: Think- <laughs> <laughs> Maths teacher, though. And then you yeah, find yeah. out what do you do?
3: <laughs> yeah. And one add one equals a good time.
2: <laughs> oh my god. now you me out, and now he's going to be like, oh yeah. And now he's
3: going to be destroyed sitting there. Like, How did he know my line? How did he know what I used my child line?
2: <laughs>
1: it's a good job you're not single anymore, Adam, because I can just imagine you in a club like the name's Love Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Peas,
2: isn't it? Yeah. yeah so I love English love my PE yeah I was all like PE I, I knew all the knew all the PE teachers used to go like hang out with them yeah, yeah. <laughs> always the first one to volunteer you know I'll go set up the post I'll go do that so I just loved it yeah and that's why well, I went to Loughborough in the end because that was basically what it was going to a big PE session
1: and just going back to Mr Lovelady I mean that is some going if he's w- one of the teachers you uh, you know, big up and you've just mentioned him there to be able to still capture your engage, you know, capture your attention and get you through when you weren't necessarily as interested in the, in the subject. You know, I think if you go, I remember I, I hated French at school. French was by far my worst subject by, I just didn't never took to I just, and, and therefore I never gave the teachers a chance. Like, I mean, you, I think he's French too,
2: actually. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was, I was, so when it came to, I didn't, it, so if I'd have had a French teacher that could have got me through, you know, that's when you know they've got, they're, they're clearly a very, very good teacher if they can take that someone who's is. not even, not as confident or as interested in the topic and get, get them through. So, yeah, big shout. I'm trying to recover what Adam has just done, done there if he ever listens <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the pod digging out the hole yeah i'm trying <laughs> it's not my first time we've had him it's not my first time having to do that
0: <laughs> no
2: but it's, it's so true isn't it like um yeah if you've got a teacher like that just capture your imagination and we had like an english teacher called mr nye as well at sixth form and he would like some lessons he just wouldn't get us to do anything he'd just tell us the story you know yeah. and it would be off the of his head he would just tell us his story and we'd all be absolutely mesmerized we'd just be sitting there like what is he gonna say next and it would be about an experience of his life and yeah. then the next session it would be like right okay what's an what's an experience of your life that has scared the bejesus out of you or done this and it it was just such a brilliant way of going about it that just completely locked you in and and as somebody who you know loved English and was loved being creative with words and stuff it was just like yes go and it just yeah it got me to it got me to uni. I didn't really fancy uni at one point. I was just kind of like not bothered, but um, felt like I'd had enough of academia. I tried yeah. really hard in like my GCSEs and A-levels and I felt a bit sort of burnt out with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was get, that getting through to me. And then when I did go to Loughborough, I thought, yeah, actually, no, I can keep going.
3: It was, was Loughborough, like, did it have like a mall of like clubs? Like an indoor, like, like kind of like a shopping centre of clubs?
2: In the town, or in yeah, the-
3: just all like round the uni because I swear I did a night out in Loughborough, I mean, it was one of the greatest nights I've ever had. Um,
2: and I thought the, the student union was like it was split into like there was a club upstairs, a club downstairs, a club one, yeah. So it was like a big yeah. Girl- that must
3: have been it that must have been it. Oh yeah, god, kind of what a different great different nights
2: on in each room. So you'd go yeah. through like one room would be like R and B, and then you go downstairs and it'd be like trance or something. And yeah, it was. Um,
3: I took my uh, I took my top off to wet 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 sweet little mystery, Um, and it was it went down in history I think in Loughborough. Maybe it was a maybe it was after your time there, or you'd have definitely heard about it. Oh yeah,
2: I remember the room (laughs) voided.
3: Yeah, when Mister Blobby stripped it wet wet
0: wet. (laughs) <laughs> oh, good. Oh, oh, no, I was—I no, was, was going to say
1: you, your old English teacher. <laughs> it's just a shame um, he never did a lesson on the Easter story. Yeah, and then and you know I could tell you
2: all about his trip through you know trip through the woods where he found a spooky tree and like what we did that day I <laughs> can't yeah. tell you anything about that happened to Jesus <laughs> <no>. <laughs>
1: well that's sort of like the Easter story he did carry a tree you know a big big log through the streets of was it Jerusalem maybe <laughs> um right last couple of questions before we wrap everything up so obviously UK schools different breed to any other schools around the world um what, what is the one thing, like, because we have this feature on the podcast, we call it the random thing you only find in primary school. What's the one thing from either your school days or your time working in school that you were just like, what is that about? I've never seen it anywhere else in my life. You know, you just can't quite grasp the the point of it. Anything like, is there anything that comes to mind when it comes to teaching or going to a primary school?
2: Um. I'm trying to think now of something that would be, um, I mean, we all know like the gym apparatus in the, in the hall that just yeah. never gets pulled out like that. No. I don't, I, I never know what that was. <laughs> what that's for? It just was like a feature, like a sculpture.
3: Um, and yeah. it's like the holes in the floor, isn't there, that are filled with dust or filled yeah. with bits from dinner you time.
2: Have lock you have in to like
3: it. click in. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So You're that's really always horrendous. a mystery to me. Um, and just i think like um, my thing as a ta was w- was doing the flipping boards you know like the display boards uh, and yeah. uh, i used to just be like why do we have to always have a wibbly wobbly corrugated card border every single time like <laughs> can we not do something <laughs> different with this board why do they all have to have the wibbly wobbly primary primary color border and a zillionty millionty staples in them that have been there uh, for a thousand years
0: because yeah, no yeah. one's
2: ever taken them out the staple on top of them. And I just I remember once like saying, "Oh, can I do something different with the board? I wanted to do like a, a something something quite. Cool. I wanted to make a make a sculpture of a tree to kind of come out and put a QR code of the kids reading stories so that the, the parents could like scan it and watch their own kid like reading yeah, their yeah. favourite story. And it was like, oh no, no, you can't. No, no. Right. <laughs> now we do the wiggly border, and you put some pictures, of photocopies, and books. <laughs> yeah. like,
1: half uh, of our right. school budget has gone on those corrugated. <laughs> on the if,
2: corrugated. if they're not
1: used, yeah. But, like, who uh, makes
2: those? Somebody is specifically, there's a company making squiggly, wiggly, board, you know, borders for those boards somewhere, and that's all they're ever used for. You never see them anywhere else. You no. just see them in school. So, and I swear, probably,
1: like yeah. they're related to the head of Ofsted. And they're like, hey, mate, <laughs> just, just, say, just say that we're really impressed by our displays, especially ones with the corrugated borders. And then school's yeah. are like, oh, we've got to use them. No impact yeah. on teaching and learning. Makes your life hell. Uh, I, nothing frustrates me more than that. Do you know if it was up to me, I'd have just whiteboards all around the, yeah. the classroom that you could just doodle on and you can just put whatever you need at that time rather than the effort of... You know the stuff you see, It's like, because teach, some teachers love it, and and I'm not not anything against teachers who love it. You know, they love the the, the sort of Pinterest sort of style classrooms. Yeah, and,
2: yeah, it's a light in a board.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they, just... they spend their evenings laminating a new display on single use oh, plastic. You know, I'm I'm all for, it, but it's when it becomes like, oh, that's what everyone's got to look like, and I just think, well, what does that add to learning? Like, really, what that's waste. That's not my the best use of my time. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just get a few whiteboards and doodle.
2: I mean, right, in, in at the moment, so no, nobody can come into each other's classrooms, right, and nobody, no parents are coming in, parents even to see all that display anyway, so surely everyone's just not that on the head and said, we're not going to... The displays have been there since February 2020. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. When <laughs> <everyone's> I... <laughs> changed the
1: Whenever I visit a school, I, I'll be able to tell. So, like, when I do my training and I visit schools everywhere... Uh, and I, I often do, I'll either do the training in the hall or I'll do the training in a classroom. I can tell every single time. If I go into a classroom, I can tell how long the teacher's been teaching that classroom based off yeah. the displays. Because, you know, that's- if it if it's an NQT, if you're in your first five years of your classroom, then everything's still pristine. You're still on top yeah. of all your displays. But you go past those five, that five-year mark, that's where borders aren't, where they need to be they're they're hanging off they're rolled up in the corners not as
3: not as squiggly as they once were (laughs) yeah even (laughs) straight borders
1: yeah yeah (laughs) so right last
2: couple
1: last couple of questions because we'll have to uh, we'll have to wrap it up so one question what if you could change anything about our education system what would it what would it be squiggly borders
2: (laughs) (laughs) put them in the bin yeah like you say I'm all for the whiteboard um and a pin board, just a pinboard anyway yeah. uh I just I'm like you've been talking about you know I'm all for sport I just would love that I'd love it to be that there was an hour of PE or act you know being active every single day out doing something that was really active for all the kids like my um mum worked in a private school and she when she was the PE teacher and the kids were out every day doing something in the afternoon and I just loved that way. the way they were. They were always outside. They were constantly involved and all the kids would do every sport. You know, they'd all do cricket. Yeah. They'd all do football. They'd all do athletics. And it just gave them such a massive... I felt it gave them such a massive advantage for adulthood and yeah. into those teams because it's like they all knew how to do those games so well. Um, and I just... Yeah, I just... I see... I used to see so much benefit of the kids when I used to take them out. And, and I also think like what you do, Adam, is having, um, I'd love them to have specialist PE teachers or um, sports coaches on site to do that with them. So that a teacher doesn't feel obliged and then they don't want to do it. And it's this kind of push pull, you
1: know,
2: fancy taking them into the hall today to do bench ball. So we'll just knock it on the head instead. And, and you know instead you've got a coach turning up and they're going to yeah. do this session with a kid and be really engaged and do it you know because I think there's a real knack to, to teaching sport that's different to a lot of other subjects mm. you know coaches are really taught about the psychology and how to do that and how to get lots of the, the little tips and tricks or you know lots of my friends are coaches my dad was a coach as well and I just feel like it's such a specialist thing to be able to do and if you can do it well like it really can get kids engaged in sport and games from a really early age, which can carry them through life. It can, you know, I play team sports now and my husband does too. And it's, you know, it's how we make friends. It's how we, you know, be social with other people. You know, we we do it through sport. So I'd love to, I'd love to just see more of it. Value that a little
1: bit more. Absolutely. And where Mm -hmm. do you stand? Because, I mean, for me, you come across as someone who, you know, within those early years is all about play and child led learning. So where where do you stand on obviously the weight or the the the, <laughs> the baseline assessment side of things?
2: I mean it's a it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like we obviously all understand that you know, at some point we want to assess them, we wanna we wanna measure them and we wanna see the progress that children make. Um I just, I wish the trust was just put into the teachers and it wasn't mm. standardised across the board. Yeah. I feel like there should be so much more trust in what the teachers can do in their own classrooms. And, you know, the thing is that it's different from day to day, let alone year to year when you have a cohort of children and they're totally different from the year before. And so yeah. you'll adapt and change your time. And if they're setting something that's so generic and and you know across the board it doesn't give so little leeway for that creativity and to show like you say the other advancements that they might have made in that child and um so I just I really wish that the I feel like the trust has been stripped away from teachers and it's like we're gonna standardize everything and you'll all do it this way like you know an army of robots and, and instead of saying well actually you trained for this here you what do you think of work and and because. Yeah. Every teacher I saw, the best lessons that they ever delivered were when they were when they were thinking up things on the hoof and it was kind of yeah. going with what had happened, something had happened and taken the class that way when they had planned for that way. And then I saw them in, come into their own kind of thinking, well, what have we done before with this and what worked? And, and you know, and that's when you get a great session that probably the kids will remember for longer.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, right, <laughs> last question we always ask our guests. If you had a time machine and could travel back and meet your 10-year-old self what advice would you give them if
3: i could meet your 10-year-old self i'd say bowl properly stop <laughs> bowling into my body nah, no, no ball, ball. <laughs> no, no ball,
2: ball.
1: <laughs> i'd say on palm sunday jesus arrived into <laughs> jerusalem and was greeted <laughs> by all the people <laughs>
2: that would be helpful that would be helpful um 10 year old me I mean you know I uh I'm a ginger kid so you know 10 year old me was this kind of skinny scrawny little girl who um was quite geeky and you know I felt I probably felt like I was um yeah, put into like a specific, I was, I, you know, you, you're going to be that type of person. So I think I'd just say to myself, you know, just be who you are. And just, I think I've been so lucky in my in my career, in my life and what I've done. I've done like so many different things and I always feel like lots of them have come out of mistakes or things that have gone wrong. So I would hate to yeah. ever say to myself, don't do that. Because I just think, and like I talk to my kids about it all the time, like this is where you, this is where you get the best stuff. So I think yeah. I would just say to myself, make mistakes and be okay with them and yeah. and learn from it because um yeah I used to yeah think I was I couldn't ever make a mistake had to be had to get it right and actually some of the mistakes that have led to some of the best things that have happened to me so um yeah and not being able to go back to teaching assistant has led to me this now doing this so yeah um, yeah sometimes it doesn't work out the way you plan and that's okay
1: yeah love that Brilliant. absolutely love it well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Daisy. Thank you so much for speaking to us today. Um, so, where can everyone find you if they're not already following you um, here, there, and everywhere?
2: Uh, at Five Minute Mum. Um, I'm on Instagram. I think uh, I'm on Facebook as at Five Minute Mama, I think, because somebody took Five Minute Mum. But I'm oh. verified now. I don't know if that's gone. I've now got Five Minute Mum or not. I don't know. I'm not yeah. very good on this stuff. But my website's 5minutemum.com and my books are out in. As does Sainsbury's, Waterstones, Amazon, local bookshops, yeah. everywhere. So, um, oh,
1: you're fine. Thanks
2: oh, well, so much for having me.
1: Oh, no, oh, thank thanks. So thanks much. so much. Yeah, take
2: care. It's been fun.
0: It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry, to gifts under $100, to the best sellers on mom's most wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself, too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com.